Hey, how we doing? How are we doing? Like as a species, I mean. No. Um, what's up? It's been a little while since I've recorded one of these. Kind of rusty. Much rust. Very much rust. Uh, I have my ceiling fan on, and I don't normally record with the ceiling fan on. But if you can hear the noise of the ceiling fan, you just have to go ahead and deal with that, boys and girls, because it's hotter than a motherfucker out here or in here. I'm not outside. Um, yeah, it's hotter than a mother. It's hotter than than two motherfuckers. It's hotter than... It's hotter than if a motherfucker impregnated another motherfucker and then made a baby motherfucker, but then also impregnated the baby motherfucker once the baby motherfucker was of age to reproduce. And then the original motherfucker also impregnated the baby motherfucker's baby motherfucker and made several more baby motherfuckers. It's it's as hot it's, it's hotter than all those motherfuckers put together, is 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 what I'm saying. If this is your first episode. Yes, this is a family-friendly Christian show. Wholesome. Wholesome. Wholesome entertainment is what we're after. Um, I always wonder if my mom listens to this shit. Well, I, one thing I do know is if she if she doesn't, but then did listen to this one, she wouldn't listen to any more. And that's good. That's um I'm I'm uh, that's ideal. I don't want my mother listening to this shit. Um, it's hard enough performing in front of her. She, uh, we'll get to that. We get, we'll get to that. But hey, how is everyone? I hope everyone's good. I hope everyone's happy. I hope everyone's um, prospering. I hope everyone's uh, following me on Instagram at OTWD Podcast at GVDZ Double OKS. Same handle on Twitter and Facebook. Um, I hope everyone supports the Patreon, patreon.com slash OTWD, exclusive content, unreleased episodes, thinking about putting uh, some some music up there, some, uh, some unfinished songs. So if that tickles your fancy, by all means, it can be yours for $5 a month. Cancel at any time or just continue to give me money until one of us is dead. Um, yeah, that's the Patreon. And then on the way down.net will take you to the YouTube page. If you could subscribe, that'd be sick because not many of you do. But the ones who do, I appreciate you. I mean, even if you don't, I appreciate I mean, I appreciate you just for listening to this. But the numbers ain't adding up. The numbers ain't adding up, you know? And what I mean is, I know how many people tune into this. I know how many people listen to this. I'm able to see these metrics. And uh, there's quite... A discrepancy between the people, the amount of people who listen to this and then the amount of people who are subscribed to the YouTube page. Now, if you just don't fuck with YouTube, if you have no desire to watch the 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 the, the video versions of these, if you if that's just of no interest to you, that's perfectly fine. But could you do me a favor and subscribe? It helps a lot. It helps a lot. And it makes me look cool. It, it legitimizes me. That's just the day and age in which we find ourselves living. No, I know. I sound needy. I truly don't give a fuck, to be honest. Um, I probably should give a fuck more than I do. But, you know, can't. Just can't. Um, But either way, if you could do that for me, I'd appreciate it. All right. Fuck all this business. Fuck all this business. 
Don't give me that business. I wasn't born yesterday. Do you know what that's from? If you know what that's from, I fucks with you. If you don't know what that's from, I still fucks with you, but you should know what that's from. Um, Let's see. Pretty sure that's like at least the 30th fuck I've said in the first, I don't know, minute of this. And you will get no apology from me. This is On The Way Down, episode 40. We did 40, 40. Who gives a shit? This is On The Way Down. Play the goddamn theme music. The gypsy woman told my mother before I was born. I got a boy charge coming. He's gonna be a son of a gun. He's gonna make pretty women jump and shout. Then the world wanna know what this all about. Gadzooks is a great name. On the way down means jumping off the cliffs and building your wings on the way down. Right? That sounds like some bullshit. You Irish son of a bitch. Like when people are stunned, it's, it's yes. like Gadzooks. That's a gateway drug. Keep my third eye open. I was like, <laughs> Gadzooks is not a bad name. I just got a text from my mom, um, like right now. Like it came in 30 seconds ago. And uh, I have it so, you know, I'm pretty technologically advanced. I'm motherfucker savvy out here. Um, and so when, when I'm, I get my text messages on my uh, laptop is what I'm trying to say. And so I'm staring at my laptop and a text message comes up and it's my mom. And so I'm like, okay, what is she saying? So I open it and it's a picture in this picture. It's a blue sky, a, uh, a, a, a less than neatly kept road it's like you could tell you could tell it's probably she lives in georgia so it's it's some georgia ass shit it's 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 the most georgia road i ever did see and um there is a sign which i can't really make out what it says and then there is what appears to be mm, if i had to guess probably about an eight foot tall six to eight feet tall chicken no like a real like not a real chicken but it's it's like a statue of a chicken a cartoonish chicken at that and the message she included with this photo is quote remember unquote my mother just texted me a picture of a giant chicken and a sign i can't make out and she's asking me if i remember Afraid not, mom. Afraid not. Have I been there? I, I don't <laughs> remember. Remember what? What are you talking about? Woman, fuck is you talking about? I quite possibly have been there. I, I know. I know how I operate. I be forgetting shit, but I can't say I remember. But usually it's, I, I mean, like now I have to say, uh, no. And then she's going to explain what it is she assumed I might remember about like, but maybe just lead with that, you know, send me the picture and be like, remember when we went here and this happened and this happened and I still might not remember. But now I, there's just there's one one more text that needs to be sent in order for me to get to the bottom of this, you see. But I love my mom. Um, but no, I don't remember. I don't remember the giant chicken. How could you forget the giant chicken? Well, alcohol. <laughs> um, 
Let's see, what's going on? I went to a funeral the other day. That was lit. No, it, it was a funeral. Funerals are fucking weird. They're so fucking weird. I don't even want a funeral. We're not going to get into that shit. But the whole reason I bring this up is because I'm sitting with one of my friends. We meet each other at the funeral. It was just for, it doesn't matter who it was for. You don't know them. But uh, we're at the funeral and we're sitting in the back. And I'm just looking around. It's in a church or or not a church, but a, um, you know, like a chapel, the chapel of of the uh, cemetery or whatever. And I'm looking around and everyone's dressed in proper funeral attire. But there's always that guy. There's always a few guys sometimes. This man's at the funeral. And I don't know what his relationship was to the deceased. I don't know. You know, maybe he's grieving. I I don't know. I don't know. But this man is in camo print cargo shorts. A, why do you own those? And then a red t-shirt with the Coca-Cola logo on the, on across the chest. Shops at Target. That's fine. Target got some hitters once in a while. Not those specifically. I would have left those on the shelf, you know, but that's just me. But again, we're at a funeral. A funeral. And everything in me wants to tap this gentleman on the shoulder and just ask him, hey, uh, sir, real quick, I just have a real quick, quick question, quick question. Uh, what you doing? What you doing? My guy, what are you doing? So you knew you were coming to a funeral. You knew you were coming to a funeral. And if you didn't, I'm going to have some more questions. Because how the fuck you just pop up at a funeral? So safe to assume you knew you were coming to a funeral. And you looked in your closet and you're like, yep, that's the one. I'll roll with that one. I'll roll with that one and that one. These pants and that shirt. Now I, for one, am uh, on the fence generally, but I do see where I'm, I'm not big on tradition myself in any form, really. So I, you know, I'm just working this out, out loud. I'm, I'm going through my thoughts. So you're just here to witness it. Part of me thinks that's a bad motherfucker, man, because he just kind of does what he wants. Now, could it be seen as disrespect to the family of the deceased because you couldn't even be bothered to to dress up? Sure, sure. However, they only would think of that as disrespectful because tradition has taught them that that is in fact disrespectful, which it's it's all subjective, and there's really no rules. There's no like universal rules that say one must dress in proper funeral attire proper funeral attire being something with a collar on it ideally black like we all been to funerals and if not then we've seen them on tv so part of me respects this guy but then i'd be lying if i if i didn't admit there is a piece of me and perhaps this is the leftover traditionalist that i have yet to kill off Maybe there's some leftover. But that part of me wants to ask this guy, hey, 
Um, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to bother. I'm Zach, by the way. Yeah. What's your name? Randy, was it? Yeah, okay. Hey, it's <laughs> the first name that popped in my head. I don't know why. Randy, uh, I just have to ask. What you doing? Randy, what you doing? What you doing, Randy? Randy, what the fuck is you doing? You're at a funeral. A funeral. A funeral, funeral. If you know what that's from, I fuck with you. Funeral, a funeral. You say tomato, I say tomato. Who actually says tomato? If you, if you, if you live in America and say tomato, fuck you. Okay? Okay? Fuck you. Just saying shit wrong just to be different? Fuck you. You're not interesting. Move to Europe. You fucking... Tomato. <laughs> I wish a motherfucker... I'm, matter of fact, I'm going to start saying that just to see if, if, if I rip a hole in anyone's psyche. Just to see if I if I glitch anyone, you know, if if they look at me like, well, did you, did he just say tomato? I swear to God, next time I go to Subway or some shit, God forbid, God forbid, that's that means I hang out with Randy. Matter of fact, Randy probably came straight from Subway, or he went there after the funeral. Randy might work at Subway. Poor Randy, I'm just shitting on Randy. His name definitely wasn't Randy. He was a black guy. And uh, I only bring that up because I don't know of any black Randys. And if there are any black Randys, that's probably his name, Black Randy, which actually makes it cool. Are there any black Randys? Probably like athletes or some shit, but those aren't real people. Let's Google it. We have the internet right here. Are there any black <laughs> Randys? Randy's Black Label Glass Metal Ceramic Cleaner. Uh, uh, that's not what I wanted to know. <sighs> Fuck it, we're just, I'm, we're doubling down. Are there any famous black men named Randy? Most famous people named Randy, number one. But you left out the black part. I know a lot of famous Randys. Randy Johnson. Oh, I just thought of one. The 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 fat the uh the fat guy from um American Idol. What the fuck's his name? Let's see. American Idol Randy Jackson. Did I just say Randy Jackson? I said Randy Johnson. I don't know. Where am I? What the fuck? What's going on? What's going on? Someone break into my house and save me from myself. Randy Jackson is, uh... Randy Jackson! Oh, I just said it again, because the first time I said Randy Jackson loud, my dog barked. So I thought if I said it again, if he barked, he'd just... He don't fuck with the name Randy Jackson. Real thought that entered my head. So yeah... There's a black guy named Randy, and he's Randy Jackson from American Idol. But I want to believe that Randy Jackson wouldn't wear a Coca-Cola shirt to a funeral funeral. I want to believe that. Why are we talking about this? I don't know. I just kind of wanted to rip on people who wear Coca-Cola shirts in general. 
but especially do a funeral. But then, me being the conflicted soul I am, I also kind of fuck with those people. I fuck with them if, you know, here's what it is. I fuck with them if they know that it's inappropriate to wear a Coca-Cola shirt to a funeral. And they're just like, yeah, well, also, you forgot one part. Fuck you. That's the part you forgot. Fuck you. This is what I'm wearing. If you're aware of it and you go against the grain willingly, I fuck with you. But if you're just some fucking incel loser mashed potato brain motherfucker like if you're just the guy who unknowingly shows up at a funeral in a coca-cola t-shirt and you're just none the wiser as to why that might not have been the best garment choice then you deserve to work at subway randy randy you deserve to work at Subway. Oh, that's why I was... <laughs> the fuck are we talking about, man? That's why I was talking about Subway. Because I said next time I go to Subway, which will be never, but hypothetically, were I to find myself in a Subway, I'll be like, yeah, uh, I'll do... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, uh, let, me get, let me get some some lettuce. Um, yeah, we'll do lettuce. We'll do provolone cheese, also Swiss cheese. Yeah, I come on, Randy. I can't have two cheeses. I'll pay for the shit, Randy. All right, cool. Thank you. Um, I'm gonna do some black olives, some tomatoes, some red onion, and then I'd have to stop and look up at him to see if if he glitched out. Like, but I'm sorry. Did did you say tomatoes? Yeah, um, extra, extra tomato, um, some oil and some vinegar, <laughs> some oil and vinegar. I'm sorry, I, I, I'm sorry. D- d- we have t- tomato. D- did you want tomato? Yeah, that's what I said. I, I, I would like extra tomato, and then um, the you got the oil and vinegar. Okay, cool. Uh, but, but we, I'm sorry, we don't, we don't, we don't have tomato, Randy. I see the tomato right there. No, these are tomatoes. That's what I said, Randy Tomato. Randy, do me a favor and just run the tomatoes and stop saying more words to me than is necessary. Hold on. Let me get my manager. Um, yeah, don't wear Coca-Cola shirts to a funeral. Or do and just be arrogant about it. But don't... Don't wear, like... You know what I mean? The graphic tees. There's always like grown men with fucking Jurassic Park t-shirts. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I do. Oh, yeah, I know. I I like Jurassic Park. You fucking dork. Um, well, we're fired up today, huh? Let's see. What else is going on? You know what? Let, let's do one of those noises right now just to break up these segments. <laughs> so something cool that happened recently is... Uh, a lot of shit because my life is just chuck full of that chuck full of cool shit no but something specific that uh happened somewhat recently is i shot with a camera uh joel stein not sure if you know who that is but um he you've probably read something he wrote unbeknownst to you 
Um, he was, is, he definitely was, might still be, um, one of the head staff writers for Time Magazine. He writes for the New York Times, I believe, or the New York Post, or one of those liberal magazines. No, um, he's an author, he's written several books, and, uh, you know, he's really out here. He's, he's an elite media figure. But, I got in contact, like a company hit me up and whatever, and they, they finally looped him in on the emails. And so we met each other. We met, that's not how you say that word. Oh, there, we met each other. We met each other, uh, over email. And so one thing led to another and I'm, I was supposed to go to his house and photograph him in his house. Now I know I look like I'm super comfortable doing a lot of shit I do, but one thing you should know is I'm never comfortable doing any of it. However, I force myself to, and uh, that, more than anything, is probably my only superpower. If superpowers I do, in fact, possess, that would be the most powerful of the powers. The superest of the superpowers. So, he lives in Los Feliz. I hesitated, but he also talks about that extensively. So, you know, now you know where he lives. Like, I'm not going to give you his address. But, uh, I mean, really, if you just go to Los Feliz and look for the creepiest fucking house you could find, that's that's, that's where the motherfucker lives. But, uh, so I'm, I drive out to Los Feliz, and um, if you don't know where that is, that's like... Hollywood Hills area. It's by Griffith Park. Griffith Park being the park in uh, Hollywood where the um, the Griffith Observatory is. I enter the neighborhood. Super exclusive. One thing I do not like about myself is that I always feel like I'm unwelcome. And not because people make me feel that way. It's just th that imposter syndrome real at times. And I don't like that when I go to nice, like nice upscale neighborhoods, I feel like a broke motherfucker. Now I'm not a broke motherfucker, but by these people's standards, I'm definitely a broke motherfucker. Like a motherfucker, bills paid and all that. I own a car. I own an automobile. I own two. You know what I mean? Like, well, my wife owns one, but you know, I also own her. So therefore all her possessions are technically mine. Um, but yeah, I'm just driving through this neighborhood. Every car way nicer than mine. And I'm already, I'm already, the, that little voice kicks in. Like, you don't belong here. They all know you don't belong here. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, voice. I belong wherever the fuck I want. I go everywhere. I belong everywhere. This earth is mine. This earth and all of its inhabitants belong to me. Um, so I find parking, super exclusive neighborhood. There's signs everywhere, no parking, no trespassing, and security, this, and, and, and rules, and rules, rules, and regulations. And already I'm like, fuck, man, I want to look here. I want to get the fuck out of here. But um, I'm driving, and there's super nice houses, uh, really nice houses. But there's one, <laughs> there's one, and I don't want to shit on the man's house. It's actually really dope, and I doubt he'll ever hear this. But in the event he does, I really like your house, Joel Stein. It's it's uh it's very different, primarily because it appears to be inhabited by vampires. Um, so I'm like, whoa, look at that house. That house definitely doesn't belong here. It, it's just way different. Uh, 
And uh, what else do you, <laughs> of course, of course, turns out that's the house I got to go into. It's, it's kind of a scary place. It's, it's very, it's very ominous looking, very dark wood, very uh, old school looking. And um, I feel like I'm shitting on this man's house right now. I don't mean to, but I'm just saying that's the first impression. And I find parking. I park illegally because I'm just like, yo, I got much equipment to carry. And I'm, it's hot as shit. And I'm not going to lug what well, I'm supposed to park a mile away and carry. I've done that shit before. Those days are over. Um, so I text him because the, uh, they emailed me his number. I'm like, hey, Joel, this is Zach, the photographer. I'm just parking and we'll be there momentarily. He don't respond. I'm like, all right, well, we're off to a good start. And I start walking up to the house with some of my gear and he comes out and you have to like climb up these stairs. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's all in the Hills, you know? So he's at the top of the stairs and he's like, Hey, I'm like, Hey, he's like, I'm Joel. I'm like, I'm Zach. And he's like, well, I was hoping so. I was like, ha, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I, we go in and, um, I'm like, all right, cool. Just wanted to make sure I'm in the right spot. Let me run back and grab the rest of my stuff. He's like, all right, sure thing. Cool. He's like, can I, uh, do you want anything to drink? And normally I'm the, I, I, even if I am thirsty, I'm the guy. Oh no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm done. Please don't, don't go through any trouble. But I, it was so hot and I was so thirsty that I was like, actually some water would be much appreciated by my entire body. And, uh, so I go get my stuff. I come back by that time. He has water ready for me on his creepy table. Looks straight out of game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is awesome, but I don't necessarily want to live in game of Thrones times. Um, I notice he takes his shoes off to go in the house. There's a bunch of shoes outside the door, exactly the way I grew up. So I follow suit. I take off my shoes and, uh, I, I enter this motherfucker's dwelling and you could actually find his house online like there's pictures if you just if you just google joel stein's house you could probably find it like just keep scrolling through images until you find one that looks like hogwarts you know the harry potter school like magic is definitely practiced in this house dark magic at that the dark arts uh so we start talking i'm like yo so i could just uh set up Anywhere you want, it's a backdrop, you know, so it doesn't really matter. So I'm, he's like, yeah, anywhere, anywhere you want, anywhere that's easy. So I set up and, you know, and then he's, he starts making small talk. I'm sweating like a motherfucker, A, because it's hot, B, because I'm nervous, and not particularly because he's making me nervous. I'm just always nervous. And uh, one thing you need to know about me is I don't sweat. My body cries. Like, my body bawls. I, 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 I travel with much towels, right? I can't eat in a restaurant without a towel. This is real. I sweat profusely. So I'm drenched and I just bring, I, I see him, he's talking and he keeps looking at my head and I'm just like, yeah, but I'm aware I'm, I know I'm, I'm, I'm leaking out here. That's, I just, I tend to sweat a lot. It's very hot. And he says, oh, well, let me get you something for that. I'm like, sick. Hopefully it's an air conditioner, <laughs> but he, uh, he comes back with a towel I'm, I'm mopping my head up. So as I'm setting up, he's like, so uh, should I put on some music? 
I'm like, yeah, oh, well, before that. So I had been listening to, he's on like several podcasts and he actually knows some comedians that I'm familiar with. And, you know, circles tend to be kind of small in uh, LA, in the various LA scenes. So I had spent the last couple of days familiarizing myself with him and his work and all that. Mostly because I don't want to walk in blind. It'd be one thing if I was like meeting him at a studio or whatever, but I'm going to this motherfucker's house. I'm trying to figure out who it is I'm meeting, who who I'm dealing with. He's very funny. So he's a comedy writer and he, oh, that's what it was. So his book, it's called In Defense of Elitism. He talks about the two different types of rich. He's like, there's rich and then there's boat rich, right? And the, the boat rich being like the billionaire, the 1%. And then there's rich, like he's rich. He's, uh, again, an elite media figure. So motherfucker got a few mil on him. You know what I mean? Like, he, he motherfucker definitely not missing meals. Um, And so he keeps bringing up the boat rich, the boat rich. So, and the, like the whole point, the whole idea being fuck the boat rich. He talks about how people who own boats are the worst people in the world. Again, hyperbole, he's a comedy writer. Yeah, I doubt he really feels that way. And what's funny is that the podcast I listened to on the way to his house, the first advertisement was, this podcast is brought to you by something insurance, uh, uh, you know, one of the Allstate, whatever the fuck, the leading carrier for boat insurance. And uh, I, would, I, would, I just laughed at that. I was like, of course. So I immediately think to myself, if this guy's cool, I'm going to tell him that and maybe we'll, we'll have ourselves a giggle. And uh, he's cool. So I tell him, I was like, I, you know, I have to tell you, I've been kind of going down the rabbit hole that is your career. And I like how you talk about the boat rich versus the populist rich and all that. And something funny happened on the way here. I was listening to one of the podcasts you're on and the first advertisement was for boat insurance. And he's like, what? Oh, fuck. Of course it was. No way. And so we, again, we had ourselves the giggle that I was after. So that was cool. Kind of breaking the ice, breaking the tension. And then he's like, so should I put on some music? Is that cool? I'm like, yeah, man, whatever. And he's like, okay, what do you listen to? I'm like, ah, I did the thing that I hate when people do to me. I'm like, you know, I kind of listen to everything. No, you don't, motherfucker. No one listens to everything. Nobody listens to everything. But that's what I tell him. I'm like, ah, you know, I, I kind of like everything. Kind of like everything. So, you know, whatever you want. He's like, no, 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 no. I, I want to learn something new. I want to know what, what you listen to. Like, what's a band you've been listening to? And I'm like, uh, uh well, uh, I'd have to look through my Spotify. I'm like, I kind of just listen to podcasts, which is a lie. I listen to music all the time. But like, what am I going to tell this fool? I don't want to tell him some obscure shit that he's not going to like, but also want to be like, uh, the Beatles. <laughs> He'd be like, motherfucker, you were not listening to the Beatles. No one listens to the Beatles. Everyone has listened to the Beatles. Everyone knows the Beatles, but no one actively listens to the Beatles. Like who the fuck gets home and puts on a Beatles record? Nobody. That's who. Anyway, because I was two days away from going on tour with my friend Leilani Wolfgram, it was just fresh in my head. And I was like, well, uh, one of my friends, uh, I'm actually going on tour with her soon. Her name is Leilani Wolfgram. You might like her stuff. Like she has some cool, uh, songs, like a couple of her albums, the, all of her albums are pretty dumb. Just like mumbling, stumbling, fumbling, grumbling. 
Um, I don't know why I just rhymed all those words, but so he's like, Oh, what is it? Oh yeah, here it is right here. So he puts her music on and it comes on. Of course it's not like the good songs. She would agree. It's like the popular songs, but I want to be like, well, actually if, if you dig a little deeper, can can I see your phone? I'll put on this on like, fuck all that. Just, just play it so I can photograph you and get, uh, get the fuck out of here. And so we start talking. He's like, oh, yeah, this is good. This is good. And he's like, wait, so you said you're going on tour with her? I'm like, I am. And he's like, oh, so, like, what are you doing? Are you, are you like, doing photography? I'm like, uh, honestly, I have before for her, but this is the first time I'm going as her opener. I'm actually opening for her in uh, every city. And it's like, what? What do, what do you do? I'm like, I'm a musician. He's like, you're a musician? I'm like, I'm a musician. He's like, what the, are you in a band? I'm like, I am. And he's like, you guys are going on tour? I said, no, we're not, just me. You know, I, I, they're not coming with me. But, you know, I do solo stuff. I do band stuff. I, I just kind of make music, you know? And he's like, well, what's your music? Are, like, I'm like, well, my band, I tell him about Mr. Hoover. And he says, uh, where can I hear your guys' stuff? I'm like, fucking everywhere, you know, everywhere, just everywhere. This place I've heard of called Everywhere. Um, and so he looks it up and he's like, oh shit. So he puts it on. And next thing I know, he has like a really expensive sound system. It's like goes all through his house. Like, like you can't even see speakers, but music just happens. And you're like, oh shit, there must be like, like whoever wired this motherfucker knew what they were doing. Cause I see not a wire hanging out. I don't even see a speaker. I don't see a receiver. I see nothing. I see walls. Like, is this whole house a speaker, sir? Is this why is this how you guys get down in low feelings? So next thing I know, he's playing the Mr. Hoover album, loud as fuck, in his house. And I'm cringing, immediately regretting saying anything. Now I like my music, I'm very proud of it, but I don't want to listen to it with people. I never have. I'm just not that guy. And so it's cool because he's like not talking and he's actually listening and he's like wow this is really good he's like that's you that that's your voice i'm like yeah and he's like wow this is really good and i'm thinking of course what is he gonna say yeah you know it's kind of trash what else you got of course he's i'm thinking like yeah he's just being nice but he starts like quoting back the lyrics to me and he's saying was that a hemingway reference i'm like it, it, it was you know i'm i'm not really surprised you picked up on that writer for time magazine and uh he's like wow that was clever and he's like this is really good and then he hits me with the thing that everyone tells me people who don't listen to rap and that's fine because this is a high compliment it's it's really the highest compliment they know how to give it's all relative you know he's like i i really hope this is a compliment i, I hope you take this as a compliment but it kind of reminds me of eminem <laughs> And yes, of course, like what rapper doesn't want to be told they sound like Eminem? I get it. But it's just like, it's kind of like if you play basketball and then someone's like, wow, I don't know, the way you play, it kind of reminds me of, I don't know, I hope you take this as a compliment. It kind of reminds me of Michael Jordan. It's like, okay, you probably just don't watch basketball. And that's like, obviously you've seen Michael Jordan play. So that's like the best reference you could come up with. But uh, again, it's always appreciated. When someone says that, I'm like, oh, dude, how, how could that not be a compliment? Are you kidding me? So, like, yeah, it's really good. So he just keeps referencing it or he keeps quoting all, all the my lyrics and like he was really interested in it, which I appreciated. So then I start shooting him 
And uh, he's making. Uh, I they had asked me to make to get several animated faces, and then they were going to use the uh, the best one that whichever one they pick. So I tell him like, I have to tell you, I've done a hundred million photo shoots. This is the first time I've ever shot anyone while listening to my music. And he's like, Oh no, is it bad? I'm sorry. Is is it messing with you? I'm like, Oh no, no, it's actually kind of cool. It's a cool story, if nothing else. And um. So we got we start talking about Hawaii. He's like, well, "Where are you going, to Hawaii?" And I tell him like the tour dates and all that. And he's like, "Wow, that's fucking that's fantastic. Good for you and all that." I'm like, "Appreciate you." He talks about his kid. His kid's getting into photography. His kid's about the about my kid's age. I think he's like fourteen. He's like, "Yeah, I cheated because I got I got one of his photos published in the L.A. Times or something like that." I'm like, "Man, I ain't cheating, bro. That's sick. That's good dad shit." If I ever did hear it, you know, I'm like. Are you kidding me? I ain't shit I wouldn't do for my kid if I had those kind of connections. And then I meet his kid and I tell his kid, hey, bro, you like, I hear your dad tells me you're shooting. You're getting into photography. Keep shooting, man. It's a, it's a fun life. It's uh, lots of opportunities. Yeah, I meet his wife and meet his kid and then I leave. He was so cool that I went down the street from his house to the hipsterest bookstore I've ever stepped foot into. And I bought his book. Now, I could go on and on about how that day I didn't realize, I, I didn't really consider him someone whose politics would align all that much with mine, but I'm fine with that. And I bring that up because I'm like, well, if your book's all about politics, then I probably won't read a lot of it, but it's just kind of cool to to buy the book of the guy I just shot, right? And it's not like I'm going to ask him for a copy. Anyway, I started reading his book and I'm like, this is not only one of the most entertaining books I've ever read, but it's actually kind of changing my mind about some shit, which isn't easy to do. But it's also making me realize that I was just kind of blindly, blindly following like, and I'm doing a horrible job at explaining this. It made me realize that I don't really have any business having opinions because only because I haven't done enough research to earn these opinions. I just kind of like, Oh, what is this? This is that, this is that. I like that better. So I'm a that, which is what most people do. And that's the whole, the whole premise of the book is there's elite and then there's populists. I was a populist pretending to be an elite as many of you are. He is an elite. Cause he he like went to college for shit. He like went to school years and years and years and years and years of training to be smart. Now me, I'm internet smart. I'm smarter than all my friends, but my friends are morons, you know? I love you guys, but you're morons. Um anyway, it's a good read. It's a really fucking good read. And I don't say that about many books. I highly recommend it. It's called In Defense of Elitism. And the subtext or the subtitle is Why I'm Better Than You and You're Better Than Someone Who Didn't Buy This Book. Really, really good. Extremely good. Anyway, this was several months ago. Just the other day, I get a text. And I'm going to read it to you. Fuck it. Joel Stein, if you're listening to this, first of all, I appreciate it. But also, I'm sorry for just like, talking about your house and you know our text messages he's like uh 
hey, it's Joel Stein. I saw the photos you took of me at my house, and they look great. If you feel comfortable sharing some with me, I'd love to use them for stuff when I have to give people headshots. Also, how was your Hawaii gig? What a goddamn sweetheart. What a, just the sweetest of hearts. Am I wrong? He ain't have to ask me that. So sweet. The fact that he even remembered that I was going to Hawaii and then also just like went out of his way to ask. I'm like, hey, man, good to hear from you. Glad you like the photos. You're more than welcome to use them for anything you want. I'll send a link in case you need to download them. Hawaii was an incredible experience. Thanks for asking. By the way, I'm halfway through your latest book and have truly enjoyed it. I laugh constantly. He responds with, what? You didn't have to read my book just because I listened to your songs. That's awfully nice of you. Did I give you a copy? I hope you didn't have to buy it. I have so many. So if, uh, so if I use these photos, how should I credit them? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, haha, I actually went from your house directly to Skylight Books on Vermont. It's no problem. Money well spent. Then I tell him about, you know, how to credit me and all that. He's like, what? That's so nice of you. I have so many copies of both of my books here. I always feel weird forcing them on people. And uh, then I didn't respond. Because <laughs> that's just how I do things. Uh, <laughs> I'm leaving all this in. I forgot that I didn't respond. But just so if you know me in real life or just on the internet or whatever, however we know each other, if we have, commu- I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, fuck, I know I sound like I'm going through right now. I'm like wiping painful sweat from my eyes. It's like fucking, it's like acid. It's like burning my eyes. It's very hot. If you know me and we've communicated at length, I probably at some point just kind of dropped off the face of the earth. Now, is that rude? Perhaps. It, it kinda, Again, it's all relative. It's Randy in the Coca-Cola shirt. You know what I mean? Is it rude? Technically, yes, it's thought of as rude. But why is it thought of as rude? Why is it inappropriate to wear a Coca-Cola shirt to a funeral? Well, it's because we've been taught it is. Right? Like, I have no excuse, but I also don't really need one. And I don't say that arrogantly. It's just like, you know, sometimes people talk and then one person stops talking. Like, people have done that to me and I don't ever think anything of it. I just, because mostly because I'm, I have a life and I'm just doing my own thing. So I bring this up because if you're my friend or, 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 or again, regardless of our relationship, if I just stop talking, if I stop responding, if I leave you unread or whatever, it's not personal. And you can know that. You can go to sleep knowing that because I just did the same thing to Joel fucking Stein, who is way more rich, famous, and powerful than you. I was way more stoked to talk to him than I would be to talk to you, and I ghosted him. So take no offense when I ghost you. It's just, it's not personal. I just, I'm, I'm, maybe it's ADD. I don't know. Quite possibly. I just be, I be doing a lot of shit, you know? At one moment, I'm in respond to everything mode. And then it's like, oh, what's over here? Something that doesn't involve me responding to that person who I was just talking to. It's just how I'm wired, baby. You can call me on it, too. A lot of my friends call me on it. Some of my best friends will be like, hey, fucker, respond to me. And then I just won't respond to that either because I don't like people telling me what to do. But nonetheless, they still call me on it. So at least everyone's feelings are known. Um, so yeah, I'm friends with Joel Stein now. Not really. We're text friends. 
super nice guy, sweetheart, and uh, easily one of the funniest writers I've ever read. And I read a lot of funny writers, man. The funny thing is, I, I've read a lot of books by stand-up comedians, some of my favorite stand-up comedians, and they're funny on stage. Like, there's stage funny and there's paper funny. Very few times, it does happen, but sometimes people can be both. But for the most part, funny on stage doesn't always translate to funny on paper, and funny on paper definitely doesn't translate to funny on stage. Joel Stein, I've never seen him on stage, but he is very, very paper funny. So if you're in the market for a new book to read, I highly recommend In Defense of Elitism. I, if I read this and hadn't experienced meeting him and all that, if, if I just happened to read it, I would still wreck it. Like, I would definitely recommend it. So yeah, In Defense of Elitism by Joel Stein. Me and Joel Stein are best friends. So as you know, I went on tour. Um, I'm not going to spend a bunch of time talking about this, which is always what I say before I spend a lot of time talking about anything, but I'm really not because it was a while ago and it was, uh, so long, so detailed. I, I could say a million things about it. The juiciest of which the juiciest thing, uh, I'm definitely not going to talk about. I really want to, but I'm not going to because it incriminates others like i don't give a fuck if it incriminates me i don't give a shit um but it, it it uh it doesn't involve just me but it was a it was a very very weird experience and perhaps we'll talk about it later because i am gonna have my friend leilani on the podcast she keeps asking to be on it and uh perhaps we'll talk about it then together but one thing I will talk about is the first show. So we left, I believe, on a Friday morning. We rehearsed Thursday night. Rehearsal was all the way in Los Angeles. Now, if I was a smart person, I would have packed my bags and taken them to rehearsal with me and then just stayed in L.A. that night. But I was going to be gone for like two weeks and I figured I'd come home and spend one last night with my family and all that. However, we end up rehearsing till about, I think, 2 in the morning, 1.30 in the morning. Our flight is at 6 a.m. Don't know if you fly much, but that means you should probably be at the airport, uh, well, they say two hours early, which I'm never two hours early. However, in this rare situation, we have much luggage like drums and merch and instruments. It was just going to be a process. It's not like just showing up with a backpack and hopping on a plane, which is how I normally travel. So everyone's like, yeah, we should definitely get there early because it's going to take a long time to check all this baggage. All right, cool. So I'm like, all right, guys, I guess I'm just going to fucking drive home, get my shit and drive back because it's like I live about an hour away. By the time I get home, what, I'm going to lay down for 30 minutes and then get up and, and, and drive back? Nonsense. Nonsense. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. That's, that's what it is. I guess we're staying up all night. I can sleep on planes pretty well, so I wasn't too worried about it. Anyway, drive home, get my stuff, kiss my wife, drive back to L.A. 
get to Leilani's house. We load up and then we Uber to the, the, where do you fly from? Um, where do, where do planes go? Airports, go to the airport, get all the baggage check, whatever. We take some shots and then we get on the plane. I sleep on the plane. We get off the plane. We, do we have a layover? Oh, we did have a layover, but it was somewhere weird. Oh, it was Oakland. That's right. See, it's coming back to me. We had a layover in Oakland. I think we were there for like two hours almost. It was brutal. Brutal. Finally get on the plane to go to Hawaii. I'm like, all right, cool. Now we got a nice long chunk of a flight. Get me some shut-eye. I slept the whole way. Uncomfortably, but I did sleep. We get to Oahu. And we... I think we Ubered or something, or someone picked us up. And we go directly from the airport to the venue. Now, I'm still in the clothes I rehearsed in. We get to the venue. We start setting up. We walk to Ala Moana Shopping Center, which is like the mall in Waikiki. And uh, we get some food and uh, much energy drinks and come back. We have a hotel, but it's not ready till later. You know how hotels are. So we do sound check, this and that. Everyone's kind of fading, myself included. And uh, long story short, I think we, I remember falling asleep at the venue for a little bit. They had some couches and shit. So I laid there while they sound checked and then woke up and sound checked mine. And uh, then we went to the hotel. I tried to sleep a little bit on the floor of the hotel because there was a mix up in rooms and the drummer had his girlfriend with him. So we were kind of sharing a room, me and uh, me and my homie, who's the guitarist. We were sharing a room with the drummer and his girlfriend just until their room was ready. And we're all tired. We all want to take a nap. So I'm like, well, homie, like, I know this is our room, but like you and your lady take the bed and me and Chris will just we'll crash on the floor. And he's like, no, 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 this is your room. I'm like, oh, dog, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to like snuggle up in a bed and then have you and your lady on the hard ass floor. That's just not how I get down. So they were appreciative, really cool people. The coolest thing about touring and, and doing all this stuff is just you, you like your friends, you, the circle of friends grows. You meet good people along the way. And then after a while, you become so close with them, you forget that you haven't known them for most of your life. Um, so yeah, we lay down, everyone sleeps except me because I'm not good at sleeping unless I'm in a car or on an airplane. We get up like an hour later, change clothes, Uber back to the venue. Venue's filling up. People are coming. People are coming. We go to the green room, start drinking a little bit. I don't want to drink a lot because I have to perform. So I have like maybe two beers and then I take a shot with uh with everyone because we had some people who we met on the the first hawaii run earlier this year they uh showed up and so we got them in the green room and they brought us drinks and stuff so i'm like all right i'll take one shot with you guys that's fine take a shot and i know for most people that sounds like a lot of liquor that sounds like a lot of drinking like two beers and a shot sounds like a lot um it's not for me because I have a problem. No, because it's just not. It's just not for me. I, I'm a I'm a regular drinker. One thing I do is drink, and so, you know, I'm I'm loosening up, getting the wheels turning, all that. I meet someone. Um, so, it's a family friend, one of my best friends in the world, 
Uh, he used to be married to my mom. That's kind of weird. But <laughs> it's complicated, baby. It's complicated. You know, on Facebook, when you that that you could select that as your marital status, it's complicated. That's uh, I would select that for my life status. My whole life is just complicated, you know, but um, technically was my stepdad at one point, but they're divorced now. And so now he's just like one of my best friends in the world. And he lives in Hawaii. So he came to see me. He brought a friend. Me and my homie Chris, we go out and I introduce them and we're talking. He buys me another beer. Cool. And um, I know I'm going to have to perform soon. So I go in the back and I start getting nervous. Now I'm nervous always. We've established this. But I'm also nervous before performing every time. And that's good. I like being nervous. That means I care. That means I give a shit about it. That means I'm doing something that I care about. But this wasn't that kind of nervous. This was, I don't really want to do this. Uh, I don't think I can do this. I'm pretty good at shutting those voices off. Or at very least, just operating with them in the background. If I can't shut them off, I can at least ignore them to an extent. I was having much trouble ignoring them this particular evening. And then once once, once she opened that door, I mean, there's no end to the voices that come pouring in with megaphones. Like, you're already 36. <laughs> Your family's an entire Pacific Ocean away. Are you a terrible parent? Probably. Is that going to stop you from doing this again in the future? Of course it won't. Anyway, I'm sitting there going through it and people want to talk to me and I'm like, I, 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 I'm like, I'm like rehearsing in my head, like, fuck, am I going to remember my lyrics? And I, once, once I, I, I get in my head, I, I, I was just, I was just unable to get out of it. And I'm forgetting my lyrics. I'm going outside. I'm I'm playing the instrumentals on the phone. And I'm like trying to recite. And I'm just like going blank. And I've done that before. I've uh, on stage even. But I've been doing this long enough to know that for the most part, even if I am convinced I'm going to fuck up, I just say, well, then we're going to fuck up. Hopefully you're funny or charming enough to kind of like make a joke of it and you'll win people over, which is more often the case. And, um, this time felt different. So my homie Axe, Mr. Axe, he was DJing for me. He's like, yo, you ready to go? You, you ready to open? I'm like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. let's run it. So, all right, cool. So I give him my laptop, we're, we're setting up and all that. And by this time, like, we're in the green room and you could just hear the bass through the walls and you could just hear the crowd. And I know that one, like someone I'm really close to is in the audience and I'm like, fuck, I'm really, really nervous, but not the good kind of nervous. Like I'm fucking scared. I'm scared. We leave the green room. I'm following acts to the stage. We have to go through the crowd, through the, the side of the crowd and uh, behind the curtain. And then you get to the stairs that lead up to the stage. It's a big venue. He goes up on stage and plugs the laptop in and all that. And I'm waiting. 
And I think the MC like says, are you ready for like, and he says my name and people cheer. Like they don't know who I am, maybe a few of them, but they, they just, they're just ready for someone to perform. And normally I'm turned on by the cheers. This time it was not this time it made it worse. And thank God Axe had to come down off the stage and pass me. He says, fuck, I, I gotta go back to the green room. I forgot like something. He forgot a, a something. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I was like, it's like, all right, I'll be right back. I'm like, yo, yo. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm freaking out, bro. I'm fucking freaking out. And he's like, really? Why? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, you nervous? I'm like, yeah, but like, like, I'm just fucking freaking out. I'm having a moment. And he says, all right, well, it's cool, man. It'll be cool. It'll be cool. Let me run in the green room and, and get the thing. And then uh, I'll be right back. I'm like, all right, cool. He leaves. And I sit there for a second. And I, I'm convinced. I haven't told many people this, by the way. I'm convinced that I'm going to go on stage and pick up the mic and nothing's going to come out. I'm convinced that I'm going to be a mute on stage, thereby looking extremely fucking stupid, which I, I don't really like doing. I don't like looking stupid. And so... I follow Axe out. I go back to the green room. I get to the green room, full of people, by the way. People are partying. It's supposed to be fun. People are partying. People are stoked to be partying with us. Axe comes out, and he's like, all right, I got it. Let's go. I'm like, hey, bro, uh, I don't think I can do it. He's like, Okay. He's a professional. He's been here, you know, he's done a thousand shows. He's like, okay, are you sure? I'm like, uh, honestly, yeah. I'm pretty fucking sure I can't do it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And he's like, okay, um, that's fine. He's like, don't worry about it. It's okay. I'm like, nah, I mean, I, and then, you know, I start getting in my head, like these motherfuckers flew you all the way to Hawaii to perform and you're not going to perform. That's kind of a problem. I'm embarrassed. I'm depressed. I'm really hard on myself in general. And he's like, okay, no, it's fine. So we'll just go out. Honestly, it's getting a little late anyway. So it should be mentioned. I was supposed to be the opener. And the promoter, shout out to him. It's fine. I get it. It's a little bit of politics, a little bit of business. Uh, it's a culmination of a lot of things. But he booked, I think, two more bands, at least one. But he booked another band to open the show. Now, I'm going on my solo shit. So it was already kind of fucking with me, the idea that I would go up there and play the tracks. If you don't know what that means, basically, they play the music, just like the recorded, the instrumentals, and I would perform over those. It's how a lot of people do things. I've done it a million times. It's never as fun as doing it with a live band, but it's okay. Because, you know, I'm traveling by myself. I was already in my head about doing tracks and then being followed by Leilani and them because they have a full band. But at least I go on before them. That's okay. However, when the promoter booked another band, they have a full band. They got fucking saxophones and tubas and harps and xylophones, all the instruments. It's like a goddamn symphony. 
And so I'm just seeing like would look like fucking 35 people on stage, all with an instrument to play. And I'm like, all right, well, then they're all just going to clear off and I'm going to go up there alone by myself and music's going to come on and I'm just going to perform to it. Normally, normally, I'm like, well, fuck it. Watch me kill it. You know what I mean? Like, I I give a fuck how many instruments you have. Watch me murder you. And maybe not murder you, but I'm at least going to be the best me I can be. I'm going to be so good that it won't even matter. I don't worry about following people. There certainly was a point in my life. And that's not because I'm arrogant about it. It's because I'm seasoned. I'm, I've been here before. I've been doing this a long time. I'm very confident in my abilities, specifically in my performance abilities. A motherfucker perform. Tonight, I didn't feel that. So I tell X, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm, uh, I think, yeah, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And he's like, all right. And I immediately felt better, but then terrible, but still better, but also terrible. And he's like, all right, well, they, they we're running late anyway because they put that first band on. So we'll just go on 20 minutes early. It's actually better. It's honestly better for us. I'm like, okay, good, good, good then. Cool. So he goes and I hear him tell Leilani they're in the other room. Like they're the green room's like two rooms. He goes into the room where Leilani is with everyone. They're all partying. He's like, hey, uh, Lay, Zach's not going to go on. So we can actually go on sooner and she's like oh, okay what why what's wrong and he's like uh he just he's just not going to go on so it's it's cool ax is trying to not make it a thing which i appreciate and so i'm sitting by myself in the room and i'm just kind of like trying to get my thoughts together <laughs> and late walks up to me and she's like hey dude i'm like hey and she's like are you okay i'm like uh i will be i'm i'm just kind of having a moment you know and she's like, okay, well, what is it? And I'm just like, and there, people came with her and they're watching. And I was like, I just look at her and I'm like, you know, maybe just let's not make it a thing right now. And she's like, oh, yep, yeah, okay, okay. Anyway, and so she just goes and like does her thing, which I appreciate. And she apologized the next day. Like, I'm so sorry I, I did that. I'm like, no, you have nothing to be sorry. If any motherfucker should be sorry, it's me. I'm sorry. You know, I'm genuinely sorry that that happened. I feel embarrassed. I feel guilty i feel weak i feel like a fucking fraud and you were being a friend and i appreciate that you don't need to apologize like that's a valid question like are you okay she wasn't being like what the fuck what you're not gonna perform motherfucker she was like are you okay and i wasn't but i told her i will be okay and once she realized that I didn't really want it to be a thing. She like, she snapped out of it and like, just like, Oh yeah. Okay, cool. And that's a cool thing about hanging with musicians and just art people in general. We're all fucked up in a way or seven. And when you hang around with fellow musicians, fellow artists, we all kind of speak the same language in that we've all been there before. We all know what it's like to be scared and anxious 
and suicidal <laughs> and all the uh, all all the things that come along with having this brain that won't shut the fuck up and allow you to not create things or perform things we all understand each other and therefore it's all the easier to understand when someone's going through something and also it's easier to go through something in front of these people it's uh, easier to let your guard down a little bit so anyway i uh, leave the green room and i go downstairs i'm in uh i'm standing in the street so i'm having a fucking panic attack is what it is and i'm sensitive to that because i i deal with depression I've said that on this show. It's so weird calling this a show. Like, what am I, Montel Williams? Um, I've said that before on the podcast. We've talked about it before. So I'm sure you're aware of it. That was my laptop making noise. Um, I've always dealt more with the depression side of things. My wife and my son, they deal with anxiety. And I know a few people who deal with anxiety, like not just, oh, I'm nervous, like, like clinical requires medication ass anxiety, like debilitating, crippling anxiety. I don't have that. But that night, it was possibly the first time I've experienced something that I would consider to be close to what some of the people I love most in the world experience all the time. So having watched them go through it fucking forever, I at least kind of had a point of reference to be like, oh, I think I'm having a fucking panic attack. I'm pretty sure that's what this is. And uh, I was just outside just trying to breathe and get my head together. And um, I had just met her that morning when we got, which seemed like a week, it seemed like weeks had passed. Cause you know, you don't sleep all night. You get on a plane. Next thing you know, you're in Oakland. Next thing you know, you're in another plane. Then you're in Hawaii. Then you're at a venue. Then you're at a hotel. Then you're back at a venue. Then you're not playing. And then it's like, fuck, this all happened like in, in less than 24 hours. But, uh, the drummer's girlfriend who traveled with us, real sweetheart. The drummer's a sweetheart too. You could follow him on Instagram or just check him out. He does big shit. He's on tour right now. Like, this motherfucker does big shit. Big shit. His handle is Miko Drums, I believe. M-I-K-O Drums. Something like that. His lady comes downstairs, walks up to me. And at this point, I didn't even remember her name. Like, we definitely met, but, like, we hadn't, like, hung out yet. She walks up to me and I'm thinking like, oh, fuck. Now I have to explain myself. Now it's going to be a thing. I'm going to have to be polite. And she's just like, hey, I know exactly what you're going through. Take one of these and you'll be okay in about 20 minutes. And it's a Xanax. Now, I'm very familiar with Xanax. I'm quite a fan. It helps me sleep. But I've never taken... I'm pretty sure that's accurate. I don't believe I've ever taken a Xanax other than to go to sleep. So I'm like, oh, so this is what people take them for? Weird. Gives me a Xanax, opens a bottle of water, and I take the Xanax. She's like, okay. And she turns around, 
and starts to walk away. Because again, these people who deal with this shit, they know that like, I don't want to talk. Like, this is not the time to talk. We talk after, but right now let's just fix it. And we'll figure like, we'll, we'll reflect later. But I'm like, Hey, and she turns around. I'm like, thank you so much. I like, I really, really appreciate it. That's very sweet of you. You didn't have to do that. And she's like, no, I, I understand. Trust me. This is a big part of my life. And so I gave her a hug. I'm like, I kind of needed that. (laughs) So she goes back up and I stay in the street and I call my wife and I cry like a fuck. (laughs) It it had been a long day. It it had been a mighty long day. I just needed to, uh, to leak from my face for a little bit. I'm not the dude who like, I just need a good cry. I was just like, Hey, Hey. And she's like, Hey, what's up? I'm like, I just lost it. I lost it. Lost it. A motherfucker been going through it. You know what I mean? Like this is just this is just this is just one one night of my life. But I, I I'm not exactly stable, you know? And it's like you live with yourself throughout your day to day and you do these big extravagant things like go on tour across the Pacific Ocean. And you assume you won't be able to find yourself there. You assume you'd be too busy having fun and living out your dreams to be depressed or anxious or have a crisis. And I don't know if it's an age thing or if it's just an exhaustion thing, but it didn't work. It didn't work. And, um, it's weird once I realized it didn't work, like not only like not until I realized it didn't work, did I realize that I was actually running from anything anyway, but yeah, Hawaii, man, no, um, but another way it's like so I'm supposed to do my set, then Leilani and them come out, and at the end of their set for their encore, I come out and I rap with them. So I'm like, fuck, all I want to do is leave. Like, I want to go to the airport. I want to, I don't just want to leave. I want to go home. But I'm like, fuck, I got to wait for like an hour and 20 minutes, however long their set is and all that. And then I'm going to come, come out and, and rap with them. But I don't even want to do that either. By that time, I'm so fucking defeated, which I don't get defeated often. Damn sure don't show it. But I was so defeated that I'm like, man, I don't ever want to rap. I don't want to rap tonight. I don't want to rap ever. Like, I'm going to go work at the bank or some shit. I'm going to go to dental school. <laughs> Can you imagine if I was a dentist? Fuck that. Um. So I'm like, I really just want to Uber back to the hotel. But then I'm going to leave them hanging at the end. But I was like, you know what? Fuck it. We're Ubering back to the hotel. Call an Uber. And I'm like, damn, they're going to be. I mean, I go back to the venue and I see them. They're already like two songs into their set. So it's not like I can jump on stage. But hey, by the way, I'm not going to come up at the end. So I'm thinking they're just going to be waiting around for me to come out and I'm not going to come out. And then I wouldn't blame them if they were somewhat upset about that. Cause at least me, me not doing my set only affects me, but now I'm fucking with their set. And I wasn't comfortable with that idea, but 
I mean, enough to leave, though. <laughs> so I just bounced. And I, I went back to the green room because my backpack and my laptop was in there. And I just heard all these people partying and shit. And I just knew. I was just afraid that if I walked into the green room, all these people were going to be like, hey, what the fuck? Like, why didn't you perform? And I just would have to, like, explain myself. So I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm fleeing. I fucked around and fleed. I was like, well, I hope someone is kind enough to get my backpack with my $3,000 laptop in it. I text the group. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry, guys. I'm going back to the hotel. If someone could please get my laptop in my red backpack, I would highly appreciate it. Now, that was the emotional part. That was the heavy, the real part. Here's some funny stuff. <laughs> There's always a funny part. There's always a fucking weird twist in my life. Okay, uh, I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it real rugged and raw with you guys. Everything you've heard up until this moment in this episode was actually recorded like, like quite a while ago. Like maybe a month and a half ago. Like before the last maybe three or four episodes that have dropped. I recorded it. And uh, I took a break and I got back and recorded the rest of the story. And being that the devil has it out for me, uh, something happened and I lost it all. It all got deleted. Thank God. Thank the Lord. Uh, the beginning didn't get deleted. I did think for a second that I lost the whole the whole first part being everything you've you've heard up until now. I thought all of that was gone, too. But uh, I was able to recover that. But for whatever reason, I, I lost the last part. And, it, 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 you know, it, it bees like that, baby. It bees like that. Shit happens. Truthfully, it probably wasn't as good as I could tell it anyway. I was getting a little tired and, and blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's weird. Sometimes I'll tell stories on this shit. And then, like, for the next few days, I'll remember pieces that I could have included but didn't. And I'm like, fuck, man. It, it would have been so much better with that. And uh, since losing the recording, I have actually remembered tidbits that I didn't throw in when I recorded it. So that's good. Um, also, I'm kind of trying to keep these episodes, the solo ones at least, I'm trying to keep them... Around an hour, hour and 15 at most. So we are right about there. So I'm going to go ahead and kill this episode right now. And then I'm going to re-record the ending of my story and go into further detail. It's a good one. It, uh, it includes getting publicly molested by a homeless prostitute. And then uh, an encounter with a homosexual Uber driver. Encounter sounded weird. That might not be, if I could go back and redo that, I might not choose the word encounter. Because that kind of alludes that, you know, some shit happened between me and this young man who happened to be my Uber driver. And, and, and nothing happened. But uh, if he had it his way, I'd be telling a very different story. Or I just probably wouldn't tell it at all. But a lot of shit happened that night. It was a very strange night. One of the strangest nights of, uh, not of my life. I mean, let's be real. I've been all over the world, baby. I've, uh, I've put myself in some situations. Some situations. But it is a funny story. It's an interesting story. It's, uh, it's a wild story. And if you think it's fucked up that I give you 
all that information. I'm not going to tell you the story and I'm going to make you wait for the next episode, the next solo episode. If you think that's fucked up, I mean, you're probably right. You're probably right. But that's incentive to keep coming back. So thank you for listening. I'm sorry I'm going to leave you hanging. That's just, that's just what we're going to have to do. But if you've listened up until this point, I appreciate you. Clearly, you enjoy being here, and I am grateful that you are here. Please come back. Come back over and over and over again. I promise I'll tell you the rest of the story and more stories that I wasn't going to tell. I promise I'll tell you all of those on the next solo episode. Not sure when that'll be, but... You know, we've been cranking these out. I'm actually recording tonight at the studio. Oh, we got the studio. So sexy, baby. So sexy. If you follow me on Instagram, which I hope you do, uh, then you've probably been watching me make the signs and uh, we got a new we got new furniture and we got a backdrop and we got a, a an old TV that we converted into a fish tank. We, we're doing the goddamn thing once and for all. It's, it's been a long motherfucking time coming and nothing makes me happier than seeing something in my head and then seeing it with my eyes nothing nothing on earth is uh more satisfying to me than that so i appreciate you for being on this journey with me i hate when people call things they do journeys it's not a journey it's just a podcast you know but uh, i'm having fun and i hope you're having fun so Please support by going to patreon.com slash OTWD. I got some dope stickers printed up and they're going to be sending them to me. I think one set gets here today or tomorrow and then the next set later on. So if you are already subscribed to the Patreon, I'm going to send them to you, both of them. I'm going to send both of you, uh, both of you. I'm going to send both stickers to you for free as a thank you for being a patron. And uh, if you would like to purchase some stickers to support the show, Stickers to put on police cars or wherever else you see fit. If you'd like some OTWD stickers, you can purchase them. Uh, you will, you'll be able to purchase them. Or, you for the same amount of money it would cost you to buy the stickers, you can subscribe to the Patreon and then you get the stickers for free. I'm no marketing genius, I'm no economist, but I feel like that's the move. Because if you're going to pay for the stickers, you may as well pay for the stickers and then get a bunch of fucking free content that's on the um on the patreon so you know you work that out in your own brain and uh, let me know what you decide on the way down.net for the youtube page thank you to all the subscribers we are firing on all cylinders at the moment in fact you know i'm just gonna spoil a surprise right now because you know if if you listen to this and you listen to all of this if you've gotten this far in this episode you deserve to know you deserve to know uh leilani wolfgram is doing the podcast next week and I'm very happy about that. It's going to be in the new studio. It'll be on YouTube. All, all, all the things. All the things. Her and I will sit down and have us a time. And you'll be able to hear and or watch all of it. So good things are happening. OTWD Podcast on Instagram and GVDZ OKS on Instagram. Same handle on Twitter and Facebook. Blah, blah. Motherfucking blah. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for the support. It means the world to me. I'll see you when I see you, baby. We out.